0: Okay, hey, stop. Stop it. Someone go first.
1: Not me. Not me.
0: Okay. Just a what, what, what can not happen is for us uh, to hear this banging, banging, banging in the background as you're speaking. Because it distracts from your voice. Why are you? So if you are saying the words, it shouldn't be, Are you sitting comfortably? Smash, smash, smash. Then we'll be good. Smash. <laughs> Hello and welcome, GC. I'm Todd Lyons, and you're listening to ToddCast Season 2, Episode 11, a show for and about public servants. And on this episode, a chat with George Wenzel and Chris McQuarrie that transcends both time and space. A conversation that covers trains, taxi chits, and telecommunications, and takes us on a journey where we'll get a glimpse into what it's like to be a public servant working in, air quotes the regions come with me It's funny that this was introduced as being uh, we set this up at, at 3 p.m. center of the universe time Is is that uh, is that really what the the regions think that 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 we are or that that we think that we are is the center of the universe here in in national capital region
2: well, well, I'll give you an example. We we got uh, we've had a couple of full day, you know, mandatory training sessions that were scheduled, and we get the invites for them, and it's from nine in the morning till four p.m. Ottawa time, all day by WebEx. <laughs> and so, folks in, uh, and, and this is including people across the country, and uh, some of our counterparts over in BC rightly said, I can't actually even get to work by 6 in the morning because there's no transit, even if I wanted to. I mean, this is, you know, people that are commuting to downtown Vancouver, they're saying driving is not, you know, a reasonable option, and my public transit doesn't start until, you know, later. So starting at 6 in the morning is a little bit challenging, notwithstanding the, it's 6 in the bloody morning. Uh, you know um, so so it and when that was raised it was kind of a the answer was well most of the people that are doing this are in eastern time so deal with it um, I, I mean I'm in Alberta a little less little less imposing it's 7 in the morning our time so we all got extra coffee and we're at the office to do the WebEx first thing so I mean the, the time zones do do have an impact and it's generally accepted that we will probably end up doing stuff over lunch hour because that's you know prime mid-afternoon meeting time in ottawa uh but it's and and most people are okay with shifting lunch earlier or later uh but there are times when uh i can't count the number of times that i've had meeting invites and or people have sent me an email saying great can we meet tomorrow at 1 p.m and i've had to ask them which time zone are you being kind and converting it to my time zone or are you just assuming that it's your time zone because Ottawa and almost without fail it's yes. Ottawa time. It's
0: always Ottawa time. So we're always thinking of ourselves first with the exception of this interview which was specifically chosen to to make sure and and actually we should have people introduce themselves on the phone. So George George Wenzels you're speaking to us from Alberta and and who else is on the line? They're
1: McQuarrie from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad we could all make it here to 3 p.m. Uh, Center of the Universe time, also known as 1 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time in Alberta.
1: And it's, it's also 3 p.m. in the Sioux, but it's we're, uh, okay. we're, we're, we're that We're that part of Ontario that's not NCR when you get the little drop down options and whenever you're trying to fill out a form. Yeah. Yes. Because, the, because
2: you have Ottawa and then you have the rest of the province. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is really the rest of the province? Because NCR in,
1: includes uh, the Quebec side. That's I guess. Yeah. yeah it's al- it's always funny when you like you know you, you you have to draw that distinction. Do you work in Ontario or do you work in Ottawa?
2: It's like it's it's like this delineating which planet you're on.
1: You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are you one of us or one of them?
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So the time zone issue is troublesome because we're always thinking in terms of ourselves and we just assume that you will, you will bend to our whims, you will show up when it's convenient and, and that's assuming that we even remember to invite you in the first place. I've heard that, 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 that consultation, sort of just remembering that, that something exists outside of our little walls here is, is also an issue. Do either of you have something to, to, to contribute? Do you have an experience or a story you can share on that, on that idea?
1: well I, th- I think if you um i so i work for the canadian forest service and we have this interesting setup where we are we are a science policy organization i guess and um where almost all of our policy people are located in ottawa and almost all of our science people are in the regions so from from newfoundland all the way to victoria and um so if you if you're trying to if you Working on these science policy issues, you have, you know, you, you sort of have this. You, you, you're doing all your consultation and all all, all the people you're talking to, are it's over the phone or over email, or and so you, you sort of have this disconnect between the people. Like we 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 sort of consider ourselves closest to our our clients, the forest industry or or the the, the the provinces or whoever we're working with. But all the people that sort of work at that higher level and interact with the, the you know the big bosses, they're all in Ottawa, and so sometimes you don't know. Are they aware of what we're doing? You know, is there? Do they understand what were the issues that we're dealing with? And, and sometimes you may have a relationship, and sometimes you may not. And sometimes you know the re- the person you have a relationship with, they get a different job, and you don't know about that, and they're gone. And you know, you were talking to Mary, and now now you're talking to you know Sarah and you're like what happened to Mary? Oh, She took a different job. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, just sort of like cuz you cuz you're not working in the same office, you don't know that you don't know that people are changing and and those kind of things.
2: So. And that I I I don't attribute any malice to any of my counterparts in in you know headquarters That's where good. they don't tend to think about those outside of their immediate you know I tend not to think of the folks in Ottawa that often I don't expect that they would think of me that often either uh, so it's not it's not that they're trying to be malicious I think it's more uh, out of sight out of mind uh, so the getting you know forgotten when things come up is just it's We're not the most visible if we're outside of the seeing day-to-day, and the assumption would be, you know, word will travel and word will get around, uh, Chris's example of, uh, you know, somebody changes jobs and nobody thinks to let people know uh, because they just assume that word will get around. And so we end up having these weird requests where we'll send a note to the folks in Ottawa saying, could we just get like a current list of who the staff are in this particular section so that we know who we're trying to call if we need to reach somebody. And and it seems weird to make that, to just say, can you tell us who's working there? Uh, (laughs) That that happens when, you know, people are, you you know, you find out somebody's, somebody's on unexpected leave, you know, somebody's on a medical leave and they're away for an extended stretch. And sometimes their voicemail is not updated. And so you call and leave the voicemail for them saying, please give me a call back and you know, two weeks pass and you're wondering why this person is being so rude, and then you call and find out the person's been out of the office for six weeks, and including four weeks before you left the voicemail. And meanwhile, things just take that much longer when you're trying to get an answer, uh, because you're trying to reach somebody who's not even there.
1: And nobody thought to let you know that they're not around. Yeah, yeah, that's that's happened more than, more times than I can remember.
0: So, if part of this myopia has to do with the fact that we all sort of live inside our little bubbles, and that's true whether we're in Edmonton or whether we're in Ottawa how do we how do we fix that is Is it a fixable problem if if we sort of kind of get caught up in the immediacy of wherever we are, but we really need to be thinking about all the regions uh, more
2: well i i I think probably one way to bridge the gap, uh, certainly a way that I've suggested is having having everything being on a level playing field. You know, if you're going to if you're going to have a meeting and you're going to do it by Webex, why not just do it by Webex instead of this everybody in NCR will be in a giant theater in person. Oh, and we'll connect the regions by by <laughs> video. And, and so, that might, it may or may not work. It may or may not work. Yeah. From the perspective of the people in the NCR, uh they will have, you know, a screen up with 15 video conference little tiny dots on a screen. So the extent of the, you know, visual connection they get to the the folks outside of Ottawa is, you know, a blurry dot on a screen that they might or might not recognize. And you get people in other areas of the country leaning up to their TV screen saying, I think that's, who's that person? Oh, I think I recognize that person. Um, And it's not really that useful. And then You have the folks in wherever wherever the hub is are all in person in one big room. Uh, There's nothing saying you have to do that. Why not just save the money on Book in the Room and put everybody, do it by WebEx, do it in in the boardrooms in Ottawa, uh, and have everybody connecting the same way. And at least it somewhat levels the the playing field. The idea being you're not saying it's... Changes it from being us and them to just us. We're all on the same team. We're all working on the same stuff. Uh, location shouldn't matter. And and why
1: give this different treatment to uh, the NCR? Yeah, it's funny. We actually we we had a meeting um, of the CFS where they actually they they sort of they sort of flipped it. Um, instead of everybody being at at uh, at Booth Street, wherever the heck they are in Booth Street, um, they it was when our, our building turned 70 they had the the management committee meeting here with the ADM and so we had we hosted the all staff meeting for the entire um department and um we we have complained for years that these things never work because our internet connection is is so bad that we half the time we don't know what's going on we can't tell we can't there's no audio it's it's a, it's a disaster um but this time we were the ones hosting the meeting and it was awesome we knew exactly what was being said but nobody else anywhere could tell what was going on <laughs> they were the ones at the end of the bad connection and they couldn't hear the ADM and, and you know they 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 couldn't tell what was going on and you know that the person was breaking in cuz they you know they were they were connecting remotely from from their office and they forgot to mute their mic and it was just so it was it was interesting to have it flip like that. Um, I noticed we haven't had an all-staff meeting by video since that time. And I don't know if that's just a, you know, that's because it was such a disaster the last time or or, um, because we just haven't had one. So it it was just, it was interesting. So our folks have had that experience, at least part of the department, to sort of, you know, see what it's like to be on the other end of the video link. But yeah, it's usually, it's usually, uh, it's usually a disaster.
2: Uh, another thing that seems to be uh, pretty prevalent, and I've, this, I've been with the, the public service now for over 15 years, and been in a few different departments, and this has happened pretty often, where uh, the, the all staff email goes out mm-hmm. uh, that is the invitation to the golf tournament. Ah. <laughs> and,
1: and, and, and oh, this is a, this is a, this is a, a pet peeve of mine,
2: and, and I, be, I make it a point of responding to them saying. I truly appreciate the invitation. Who do I talk to for my flight? Thank you so much for inviting me. I really would love to participate in this event. It looks like a wonderful activity. Uh, who's the person to approve my travel for this? Because it's, not, it's probably not going to be my immediate manager here. Who should I talk to? And then I get the, the confused response back that says, oh, well, this was just for folks in the NCR. Oh. And I'll say, well, oh, so why did you send it out to everybody? Remembering, and, and the, the usual pattern is seventy percent or something like that of public service employees are not in the NCR.
1: I think that's the number. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Thir- it's, yeah. I point. think I think it, it, it certainly varies by department. It's like I know we and yeah.
2: something in that range. So yeah. so so you know you sent this out, and something in the range of two thirds of the people who got this, it's not for them and you know you could just say that you could say this is for just for the ncr or, or just say you know hey this event is in ottawa if you're in the area
1: you know you're invited yeah like we we have a we have an internal newsletter that goes out once a week and most of it is stuff that that's that's pertinent to the department and and the the but the very end of it is always like it's it's usually stuff associated with the charitable campaign and it's you know this event and you know this event and here and this event. it's all and it's all N C R stuff. And I, I remember I I complained about it one time and, and the person who puts the email together phoned and we had a lovely conversation about, you know, how the that this was the only way that they had to communicate to all the people in the department was through this, through this newsletter that goes out to everybody across the country because they don't have any other way of of, of distributing stuff to their employees. And I said, well, you know, we, you know, we have the same problem here in the region, in the, the lab I work at. We just have, a you know, we have a, at one point it was our own webpage, but now it's, now it's the wiki, we have our own wiki page. It's just, this, is, this is just us for, for, the, for, the, for GLFC. And I don't think they ever went ahead and, and did that cause I noticed for a while it dropped off, like we stopped getting NCR stuff, and now it's sort of creeping back in that, that at the bottom of the, the, the all-staff newsletter is, you know, bake sale in the link, wherever that is. Like, I've never been to Booth Street, so I don't know where these things are, but sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> never, you
2: know. and, and I think the, the, what, what's forgotten is it really does make the folks who are not in the NCR feel like outsiders. I mean, that's, that's how I feel when I get those, those invites is, this is for everybody across the department, but not you. And, it, and so it, it leaves you with that, well, am I somehow lesser of an employee? Am I less part of the team just because I happen to be working, you know, in several provinces over? Uh, it, it's, and that's, that's kind of the impact. I don't know if, if that's necessarily, and I'm, I'm actually pretty certain, that's not the intent uh but that that is the impact of it um similarly when you get the notices about you know announcements so and so is retiring and i i don't think i've seen a single one of those where it's somebody who's
1: not an ncr based person
0: how do we fix you know? that and,
1: yeah and I, I i sometimes what i wonder is i mean we we have a lot of people that come to work for us and they are they're Ottawa people, and they they come to work at the the headquarters in Ottawa, and they may know on a like an intellectual level that there are other employees outside in the regions, but because they've they never go there and they never haven't they'll never have any reason to come here. It's it's they don't have a you know a concept of that we exist and that we do stuff and that you know what we are right and 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 that it's that it is different out here, and so. When stuff like that happens, it's not done intentionally, but it's sort of like, as, as far as they're concerned, they are the organization, and the, these other people out here are some other part of it, or some other part of the public service, or something. I don't know, but that's just, I think that's just what it feels like sometimes.
0: Except it's the seventy percent of you, uh, and I'm not sure that we really realize that there's that proportion of people that are outside of, of the wall here. How do we fix that? How do we? start thinking in terms of the 70% that that are getting the invitations to the golf tournaments that, that they can't come to, and uh, we don't know that they retire, and, and they don't know that we've changed jobs here because they left that voicemail six weeks ago and no one told them.
2: Well, I think a big part of it would be starting to shift around the idea of whether things have to be in person. Uh, the, there's, And I think this is quite often the case with a lot of you know ADM DM type offices is they wanna they want to be able those senior executives want to be able to meet with their key people face to face. And so they want those key people to be close by, you know, at least physically in the same city. And then that works it down to the you know the DG director levels. Same thing. So there's this desire to have as many people close by as possible. The problem is you forget that there's a lot of folks that you, that's just not possible. You can't have your entire organization, if you're in a, in a department of five, ten, or 40,000 people, they're not all gonna be in the same city. Uh, by necessity, you're gonna have people spread out. The, you know, a, Canada is a really, really, really big country. Uh, and it kind of makes sense that our, our federal, national government has a presence all, all across the country. But why is it that those experts or those key positions and those key people, uh, given you know we do have quite a bit of technology nowadays to to facilitate those connections? We're not we're not sending paper memos for everything anymore. At least one would hope we're not. Uh, why can't some of those key positions be located across the country? Uh, why don't we have more ADMs based? across the country more you know and and not because their position is tied to a region uh, but because their position could be done from anywhere uh, you know or, or even just having regional hubs uh, having you know having a ex- center of expertise for you know the department's you know procurement shop or whatever it is in another city other than Ottawa
0: Does management seem to feel like they're the ones that really need to be able to see their peers face-to-face? Or is it that they just don't have the opportunity to be able to do, like you said, those roles that could be done from anywhere, from anywhere?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, sometimes I I wonder about that. I mean, the... the what what George sort of described having centers of expertise. I think that's what, that's what a laboratory would call itself. Like we would say we're a center of expertise in a certain, you know, doing a certain kind of science. And so we are. That we are. We're in Sault Ste. Marie because this is where the forest industry is or was at the time when they set it up. And uh, sorry, they're, they're making an announcement. Oh, we're actually yeah, we're, we're having a it's a PA announcement for a social event we're having this evening. But like going like, back to our earlier topic oh. um, in, in, in Ottawa.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was no going to ask you, the same no. thing. It's really for you guys, or it's 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 for us. It's but it's
1: really it's really it's really for us. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and and we, we 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 sort of we we um we we had this issue where we didn't think that science people were talking to to policy people very very much because of the the regional. Differences, policy people in Ottawa and, and regional people in the regions, and and we were we we're sort of it was involved in this. I was involved in this thing, this effort to sort of brainstorm ideas about how we could break down those barriers, and and one of them things we said is well you know maybe you maybe we should think about having policy people closer to the scientists that are doing the work that they're doing and and in in the meeting with the, the dg that was running the meeting responded you know turned to sort of a junior policy analyst next to them over the video link in ottawa and said but you're not going to move to Sault Ste marie why would you want to live there <laughs>
0: <Whoa>. <laughs> and
1: i was you know i i I used to live in Edmonton. I was I was I was a, a postdoctoral scientist with the lab in Edmonton, and I moved here because this is where the job was, um, and I, I I quite like it here. So it was a little bit taken aback, but that sort of that sort of makes me wonder about you know the, the reason people are want to be in Ottawa is because that is where that's where the jobs are that they want. Right, I mean that we, that it's you know people don't people now talk about not spending their entire career with the same department. So if you want to if you want to advance and you want to move around and you were on that track to become a, a DG or an ADM or a deputy minister or whatever, you you maybe can't be regional. And if you're looking at your own career, you think, well, I mean it would be lovely to be in Edmonton, even, but the opportunities your opportunities for advancement there are limited. So if, so why not aspire? to the center right to the core because that's the only place where you could work in six different departments in, in eight years and, and be on that track so I think it's just that's just it's one of those things I don't know how you I don't know how you would deal with that right so
2: and it's and it's definitely a, a chicken and an egg problem you know if you move the jobs pe- will people follow uh, or is there an
1: expectation that the jobs will be where the, the hub is? Yeah, I mean Ontario, the province of Ontario, tried to do that back in the, I think back in the Harris days. Like I'm a new, a new convert to Ontario, but if, so I mean we have the, the, the we work with the Ontario Minister of Natural Resources and Forestry a lot, and they have a big chunk of their sort of policy type people here in in Sault Ste. Marie, where where one of their big offices are. But and there's a bunch of them down in Peterborough. But like sort of the, the like the, I think Deputy Minister and the sort of the real that the the real muckety mucks. Are all down in Toronto because that's where the action is. So,
2: and I think the uh, we often forget uh, geography is both a lot harder to overcome and a lot easier. I mean, we've got we're on the call right now with folks. uh, You know, there's three of us, and we're there's several thousand kilometers between us. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Um, Whether really, uh, aside from some time zone issues, this exact same thing can happen. Uh, regardless of how far apart. You, you can have somebody up in Nunavut, and it's going to work pretty well the same. I mean, certainly I know some of the more remote areas of the country, the Internet connections are not as good, uh, but phone is is pretty pretty universally available. Uh, the, the distance issue is probably, I think, as big of an issue in the NCR as it is with folks outside the NCR. I mean, I wonder how many people in Ottawa are... Booking conference calls with people that are in the same city but happen to be in a different building.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs>
2: right. Um, and, and, and so it's you know everybody has to get onto the call. Well, the fact that everybody's in the same city at that point just doesn't matter,
1: does it? No. Uh, I, I always thought that was, that's what taxi chits were for. <laughs> I've, I've never I've never seen a taxi chit. i never never even used one. I just assumed that that's what they were used for. I, I, I hear people talk of these taxi chips and I—it's
2: I, true. I've been with the feds for 15 years. I've heard people talk of them. I've never actually
1: seen one or had any use for one. I, I just ran into them in, in HRG, and, and
0: you're like, "What is that?" You know, they're very hard to get. They're almost fabled nowadays. I—I—I I, 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 I was able to touch a few in about 2007, 2008, but then uh, they became very heavily guarded.
1: Yeah, it's it's like it's you know it's that and the ability to travel by train like H R G you know the the ability to travel by train is right up there in your in your um, in your uh, options to to when you're booking travel. But I'm like, where you know, unless you live in southern Ontario, it's completely irrelevant for the rest of the country. But it has sort of this in in the old travel system and the H R G. It's like right up there, right up front, and it's kind of like, is this an option for you know? You know, and I would ganjo. love to travel by train. The next I would love time. to travel by train the too. The next man.
2: time, if I ever need to go to Vancouver from Edmonton, I would love to travel by train. <laughs> that would be that would be wonderful. Be quicker to walk. Think, I don't think my employer is going to pay for a three day, you know, Rocky Mountaineer trip. <laughs> <laughs> uh for for getting to to Vancouver when it you know I could just take an hour and a half flight
1: yeah no I, um, I, it just it's just one of those it's one of those things like it, it, you talk about things that are different in the regions and I, I just remember when the new travel system came out that you know uh folks here if they wanted to travel to like up to Northern Ontario and stay in a hotel they couldn 't get the system to work because um it they, they weren't staying in chain hotels. Like it, it, all it had was all the chains. It didn't. It didn't understand that you know there is no Best Western in Atticokan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. You're staying at Bill's hotel. That's where you're staying, right? And it's just sort of one of these things. Like, did did nobody think of this when they were setting up the system that there are people that live, you know, you know that they would travel to weird places and you know it's not kind of you know standard business travel type thing. It's just sort of one of these one of these differences in the system. So,
2: well, and, and likewise, there's a, a weird perception of distance problem across the country. (laughs) Uh, Years back, I I got a package sent to me in the Edmonton office of the department I was with, and I had no idea why I was getting it, and I called and sort of did some digging and found out it was actually meant for somebody who works in the Calgary office. And they said, oh, can you just bring it over
0: to them? (laughs) (laughs) How how long of a walk is that? could you get a taxi chit for it?
2: You know, it's it's about three hundred kilometers away, um, and it's it's it's. it's but they, but what was interesting is the assumption from the folks in the NCR was number one was that it's not that far, and number two that I had a close personal relationship with the folks, the person that they were wanting to send this thing to in Calgary, and forgetting that. I don't have any more day-to-day contact with the person in Calgary any more than they do with the person in Calgary. I, I, and I think that's, that's the other uh, issue with sort of this framing of Ottawa and, quote-unquote, the regions, as, as if, like, <laughs> the regions is just one place. Yes. Like, you know, the people who work in the regions are yeah. all one group who you could fit into one border. And, of, and and that's just really not the case, and and it's not like the opinions of. Uh, and I think this speaks to your point, uh, your question, Todd, about the whole notion of consultation. Is y- yes, it's hard to get the opinions of many people, but it's also when you have somebody from Ottawa says, "We got the opinion from the regions on this
0: because regions. we talked
2: to we talked to that guy in Vancouver."
0: He represents all of you.
2: Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. You know, there's there might be 10,000 staff who work outside of the NCR for, you know, department XYZ and, you know, they'll talk to one person and say, "Well, we got the opinion of the
0: region. Okay. We've got our token representation, you know, now we don't have to consult any further." Okay, yeah. <laughs> one of the users on GC Connects that I was reading because uh, I I was looking up the subject to see what's been said about it. I wasn't sure if they were jokingly or seriously suggesting that what we need is a geography lesson so that we really understand what the regions are and how many there are and where they are. And that, you know, maybe Calgary and Edmonton aren't sort of like a stone's throw from each other and you could just, you know, bicycle that package uh, and drop it off. Do we really need a geography lesson? Do we need to better understand how remote people are?
2: geography lesson in the just the straight learning a map sense but there would certainly be some help in making the information about where our people are easier to find. Uh, in, a, in a past job I had caused to try and figure out how many public servants there are in Alberta. That's not as easy a, a you know a question to answer as you might think, because every department has its own HR systems, and trying to figure it out was actually it did it took some digging. Uh, but even just you know how common is the knowledge in each department about where all of that department's staff exist. You know, it, does the typical public servant in Ottawa know? How many people in their department work in Ottawa, and how many people work in every you know every other city or location across the country where they have staff, where there's people? Uh, I don't think that's any more common knowledge in Ottawa than it is anywhere else in the country, because I, I've, I've, other than some places where you know there's a few small offices in Western Canada, and everybody knows. Kind of where those people are and where they're situated uh, in larger departments, I don't know that that's really commonly known and it would be helpful to at least bridge the gap because if, if you're in you know if you're in the NCR and you know your department has 800 people in the NCR, but it has 2,000 people spread across the country with, you know, 30 people in this city and 100 people in that city, you at least get sort of a mental model of your organization that includes more than just what you see in front of you um, or the people that you interact with every day.
1: Yeah, and I, I to, to echo that, I think it's also useful if if, if folks who work in the NCR and and folks who work in the regions have the opportunity to actually physically go and see what it's like to work in those, in those places. Like NRCan ran this, or at TFS ran this policy boot camp thing where we took policy analysts and dragged them out to the regions and put them out in the field doing science stuff, in the, in the labs doing science stuff for a week. And the idea was to sort of show them what we do. And the, at some point, the hope is that the flip side will happen, that we scientists get to go to Ottawa and see what the policy analysts do. Um, everything we were told and everything, all the feedback that people got from it was that it was, you know, a, a smashing success that, you know, the people actually got a chance to see what's actually done out in the regions and form those connections with people. So I agree, it's like some of the, I, I agree that, it, you know, the ability, the technological links in the phone and the video is all is all great. And if that worked 100% of the time, it would be awesome. But I think some of it is also, like, actually going out and seeing what is done and how things are done differently in different places. And and, because that sort of gives you an opportunity to make those, make those personal connections as long as long along with the professional connections. So you actually have a relationship with people rather than just them being, you know, there's 20 people in Edmonton and there's 40 people in Winnipeg. It's, it's like, okay, I know those 20 and 40 people and I know what the challenges of their existence is in working with this department because I've actually been there and seen how they work.
2: Yeah, I, I, I concur. The, there's, huge value to having people travel between sites, between locations. Uh, Way back when, when I first started in government, it was part of just the standard training for me to go to Ottawa and work there for a week. And it was huge just being able to put faces to names, to meet people, to form you know at least some degree of a relationship because it's it's really tough to do if the only interaction you have with somebody is is a email address and a name and maybe a phone number and maybe you've had a couple phone conversations uh, compared to meeting the person face-to-face, uh, working with them, maybe going for a coffee or a beer after work or whatever the case is, and then knowing down the road if you need to figure something out or you're not sure who's responsible for something, that you then have that person that you can call and say, hey, remember when we went out for coffee two years ago I'm uh, trying to figure out the solution to this problem can you point me in the right direction Uh, that's a lot easier than just randomly cold calling people in a in a departmental address book to to get help because i've i've found that isn't always the most useful way of trying to get somebody uh, to, to get some assistance compared to having that relationship built already
1: even if it's just in a really minor way yeah, I mean, I I I, I completely agree. And I think I think social media has has sort of is sort of a, a slight proxy for that kind of thing because you can have those sort of instantaneous conversations, but um, it's not a it's it's not a substitute for actually meeting people in person.
2: It helps to keep those relationships warm. Yes, if they've already you know been formed, it's tough to have them built from scratch using social media or email or any other kind of. Method. There, there really is nothing like face to face.
1: Yeah, but that's increasingly harder to do
0: without Twitter. I'm not sure that I would know nearly the number of people that I know from outside of the NCR, and that's been the start of a lot of relationships that I've had. And and I guess at some point I eventually do end up meeting these people. Like George and I met at a Starbucks, I think, uh, during one of his trips into the NCR, and it was good to sort of have that in person. Experience to sort of cement everything that had been electronic up to that point, point.
2: and that way you didn't have to FedEx the Nomi.
0: Yeah, that's true. I saved some postage, some uh, some courier fees for the government, but yeah, we just had to fly you in. But you were here for other reasons anyway, so so yeah, yeah, no harm done.
2: I'll, I'll tell you one one other thing that came up as a uh, uh, challenge for for the folks out in the regions. Uh, it has to do with uh, any kind of Training type event, you know, you'll get this invite to we're having this training session, and you'll see the dates that are listed, and there'll be fifteen of them for the NCR. And then when you say, "Well, what about me?" and it's, "Well, the dates for the regions will come later." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then the date for the regions comes, and it's one day, <laughs> right? And it's by and, it, and it's by WebEx, and it's like two hours in one afternoon, and. If you're off that day, well, I guess you're just missing it. And, and it's and I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but maybe not that much. Uh, but it's coming down to that 30%, 70% thing. you got to wonder, well, wait a second. This is the 70% is the majority of people, and yet they're getting the, you know, you wonder why they feel like they're getting the short end of the stick for, for this training opportunity when... It's not necessarily as readily available, and it's. And I think part of the challenge is it's. It's a majority of the employees, and, and again, various department to department is outside of the NCR, uh, but the NCR is almost always the largest concentration.
0: Uh, do we need regions champions or like regions representatives or something to be representing the region's interest in 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 the National Capital Region? How how do you fix that when yeah well we've got 15 slots for for you know people in, in the around the hub here and then you guys can have your one day uh, and we'll let you know about that later
2: I, you know I don't know if there's an easy solution to it yeah um, especially I mean one of the, the big shifts that seems to have happened in the in the past few years is a lot of departments are moving to uh, a straight national model for a lot of their, their services uh, there's a lot of departments that are moving from having you know a series of regions you know where they might have you know a western region, an Atlantic region, a northern region uh, to just simply having one single department where each function reports to a functional head who in many cases is in Ottawa. Um, and that makes it even harder because then you have people that are physically located in one city or in one region. That don't necessarily feel like they're all part of the same group anymore, uh, because you you know the, the, some of the national reporting relationships change that dynamic, uh, so that you you have less of a the Edmonton team and the Alberta team becomes the people who are part of the national team who happen to work in Alberta and the people in Alberta there might be 12 different teams that all report to different people uh it actually it actually makes the the regions problem even worse uh because then it's that much harder to figure out who is it out in the regions that are you know in out out in a given region that all work together
1: yeah we we sort of have i guess our own version of that where we've lost a lot of our support type staff, like HR type people and finance type people where those positions have become consolidated in Ottawa. And so the, the, this, and it's a service model where you no longer have a local HR person. You just, when you want to do, when you want to hire somebody, you're dealing with somebody in, in Ottawa, who's, who's processing the paperwork for, for you. And, and the, in our perception, some of the stuff we do out here is it is, is just different right we hi- like you know we we're, we're doing because we're doing science we, you know we're, we're maybe we're hiring somebody for a, like a weird contract or they're sort they of having maybe a weird set of job a job weird job description or they might have sort of different pay issues or all these other of kind of stuff and and before you had a local h r person who was sort of familiar with familiar with the 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 rules but they were also familiar with sort of the unique nature of the kind of work that we were doing and so they and because they had done that work a bunch of times, they knew, they, or they'd seen that situation a bunch of times, they were able to process things and, and navigate the system for you, but now when you're dealing with somebody who's, you know, far away and gone, you don't really know what's happening, and you don 't really know whether they know, understand what 's what 's going on and, and 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 it makes those and because you don 't have a personal relationship with them because you can 't walk down the hall and go uh, you know what 's going on or can we get this done or how do i how do I navigate this system um, you 're sort of hoping that the person that 's desk land on is the person who handled it last time because at least they might know what what you 're dealing with, and that that makes sort of, that makes it sort of that much harder to work out here because you you 've lost. You're trying to do what you trying to do the work that you're supposed to be doing, but you're relying on a support system that maybe doesn't quite understand what you're doing or is tied into a different way of working because they're working in the center rather than working out in the regions.
0: Any final thoughts before we wrap it up?
2: Regional people are people too. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, well it's it's that it's, it's it's you know you forget it's like these it, it were quite often you forget each each one of the people who works out you know you say in the regions as if it's this one collective thing and you know you've got all kinds of different people who work for the public service doing all kinds of jobs and it's uh, one of the one of the things i've noticed is the diversity of what we as a public service do is a lot greater out in the regions. Uh, the people that I've met uh, here you know, out in Western Canada, and the number of different kinds of jobs that they do uh, seems to be wider than in Ottawa. Uh, you know, it, t- it tends to be Ottawa, it's you know, heavily policy-driven, administration-driven. And a lot more out in the regions is, you know, like Chris doing the the actual frontline science work or doing the frontline service delivery to to our clients, to our citizens. Uh, we're we're doing a much broader variety of things, and the actual, you know, the the, the where the rubber hits the road and the the complaint from. The citizen comes in, or the service to the citizen goes out. It happens in the rest of the country, for the most part, and not in Ottawa. That's 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 kind of what we do. And I've talked with counterparts in Ottawa that are just they just don't have that comprehension that there's a lot of people out there that we serve, and that sort of that connection with them happens outside of Ottawa. Uh, not to say the, the the fine citizens of Ottawa are lesser Canadians, um, but most of them already kind of have a sense of what the government does because a lot of them already work there. Uh, but the typical Edmontonian, if they're getting any kind of service from the federal government, it's they don't have that comprehension of all the different things that Ottawa does. Uh, but. If they need to get their, you know, application for EI in, they're going into a Service Canada office and they're doing it there. Uh, if they are, you know, applying for a passport, if they're calling up Citizenship and Immigration, what, you know, whatever it is that they're they're doing, that that interface with the government, with the public service, is happening typically not with somebody in in Ottawa and it's I'd encourage anybody who's in the NCR if they have any opportunity to actually come out and see what their department does as it relates to their citizens clients whatever you know whatever the the work of the department is it's so helpful to be able to get that sense and I think it's more beneficial for the folks who work in the NCR to come outward to the, the front lines of, of client service uh, than vice versa there there is certainly something to learn from delving into the bowels of the the administrative beast but I don't think it's as valuable as uh, getting out where where we're actually doing the the work of serving our clients
1: yeah i I, I think I would agree with 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 everything uh, George has said, I, I, though I would I would probably say that I think there's there's as much there is as much value as folks in the regions going to. To, to, to Ottawa or to their headquarters at least, you know, at least once <laughs> to see how it is. Every, as every senior scientist I've run into has said you have to go to Booth Street at least once or twice in your career just to see, you know, to understand how things work there so that when you are, when you're back in your office and back in the regions, you sort of know how those people, those people. how <laughs> The, you
0: know, how, the how, policy wonks.
1: <laughs> well, how how that side of the organization works, because in theory you're supposed to, you're supposed to be working with them in, 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 in under you know so that you can at least experience their uh, understand where they come from, right? Um, and that's that's sort of on my I guess it's on my to do list, right? But it's 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 one of these things that that I think it's important. That it, all parts of the organization, there's a value in understanding how it uh, how it operates. If you're you know if the goal is that you want to have it be you know. You know functional and 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 have in every area understand what what's going on. Yeah,
2: it's it's a wonderful place to visit. Uh, Ottawa and the NCR. I just don't know that I'd want to live there.
1: <laughs> no, me either. No.
2: <laughs> and, and 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 it's funny because you, you mentioned earlier the the comment of the person in uh, you know in in Ottawa. Oh, well, you wouldn't want to move out to Sault Ste. Marie. Well, <laughs> It, it's the feeling's kind of kind of like the feeling is is uh, the same for the folks uh, who live across the country most i i think i it's safe to say most public servants who live and work outside of ottawa don't necessarily have a pressing you know burning desire to move to the NCR. Uh, I think it certainly does happen that many people do if they're looking to advance their careers, but I don't think that's the 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 desire to move to to the nation's capital isn't necessarily
1: first on their plan. And there are I, I, so I think I think I think it depends on what I think it depends on what sort of career track they see they see themselves on, right? If they're, you know, I I, I have no aspirations to be a, a you know an ADM or a DM. I'm happy to live in the regions, right? I know there's people in my department that that's what they aspire to, right? And so that's 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 the track they're on.
2: Yeah. I, I I'd agree with that. There, there are so many opportunities though uh, across the the country for things that you can do. And I, I I I've done my best to challenge when people say, "Well, you can't work for multiple departments if you're if you're living outside of the NCR." I've worked now for five, all in Edmonton, and so it's still possible. Uh, you just have to. Open your mind up to what types of work you might want to do. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, granted, I've I've had the advantage of being a little bit of a jack of all trades. I've worked in you know frontline uh, service delivery. I've worked in corporate services. I've worked in uh, a sort of quasi IT, and most recently, I'm working in HR, uh, and that's more just I uh, like. Learning new things and can't decide what I want to be when I grow up, uh, but but it's it speaks to the number of opportunities that are out there if you're willing to look, uh, and there certainly are there are plenty for for us regional folk. You just you have to kind of open your mind to what might be out there beyond just a sort of linear career path working its way up to being deputy minister and clerk. There's there's plenty out there that doesn't involve uh, aspiring to the executive ranks.
0: All right. Chris, George, thank you for agreeing to be here today. It's been a good conversation.
1: <laughs> I was
0: expecting to get much worse, but... <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's not much fun to get on the phone and just tell horror stories about, you know, what's oh, so awful the reasons why would you want to live? I mean, it, like, the flip side is, it, it, I mean, it's, it, it, this is a, I live in a really cool part of the country. This, this You know, the, the CFS brought me here, right? I mean, I would have never moved here if it wasn't for this, and this is a, I live in a really neat place, right? So, um, it, sometimes we gripe about, ah, oh, it's, you know, the people in Ottawa, ah, oh, it's so, you know, there's, there's so many challenges being
0: Depending on what you were going to say, I, I was prepared to brand it as, you know, Regions Horror Stories Volume 1, you know, as part of a continuing series, but <laughs> thanks for going relatively easy yeah, on me.
1: I, th- I, I think you could probably do that. You may want to keep it anonymous, though, but... I mean, <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, exactly. There's, there are some stories, but I don't know if I'd want to have my name attached to them, <laughs> okay. but, you know. They, I, I think I'm pretty safe with the some of the, the conference call antics,
1: just because, man, it's... I, I, it happens, you know? Yeah, and I think, I think the stuff we gripe about, I'm not entirely sure that it's entirely region specific. I think the same stuff that we gripe gripe about here, they gripe about in Ottawa, right? And if you sat, if you sat 10 public servants down, down from across the country, they would all sort of complain about the same things. Yeah. Meetings
2: so start, Phoenix start being on first time, in oh yes. too many approvals, too much paper stuff, you know? Yeah. Hard to, hard to actually move things ahead and get things done and all of that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think those. I, I think the folks in Ottawa probably complain about the exact same stuff. It's just they they can do it more collectively over beers after work, whereas us, us regional folk have to do it on the conference calls because uh, we're not in the same cities.
1: Yeah, and 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 my guess is the time to resolution for these things, if you're griping about it in Ottawa, might be shorter because you can find the people to talk to here. It just might take longer. So.
2: yeah alright that was fun that was fun guys <laughs> okay. yeah
0: thanks for being here I've a
2: podcast before this is cool yeah. <laughs> this is where you edit out all the stupid things that I've said <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh,
0: me too
2: yeah like, edit, edit out the stupid and just leave the smart ones alright that way I look smarter
0: <laughs> this, this, this may be the outtakes reel at the end of the credits that we're doing here right now
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright guys alright thanks all right.
1: have a wonderful afternoon what is it? It's, uh, yeah, it's 1 o'clock. Enjoy, enjoy your I, early afternoon. Too. Yeah, I still have a couple hours of work to do here. All okay. right. This was my lunch break. <laughs> <laughs>
0: have
2: a good one, guys. Good. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Bye now.
0: You've been listening to Toddcast Season 2, Episode 11. Today's episode was brought to you by... The Telephone. Yes, Phones. Facilitating remote human communication since 1876. Thanks, Alex. And also by Linux, the free operating system that all the cool kids are using. We are the 1% of the 99%. All opinions expressed on podcasts are strictly those of the individual and are not necessarily those of their employer. My special thanks go out to Joanna Finicu, CBSA's Manager's Community, Jean-Francois Claude, Adam Fritz, Rochelle Hasmas, Justin Henry, Susan Johnston, Justin LeClaire, Darlene Marion, Walid Sharif, Greg White, and Joy Moscovich, and Catherine Parker. Yes, I'm doing two ands on this episode, because I notice and appreciate their support and contributions to the Toddcast community. Community, you ask? Yes, community, I reply. And, just by listening to this, you are now part of it. Yes, I'm co-opting you. Please, come along quietly. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is wherever you found us. iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, social media, or on my website. To let us know that you heard ToddCast, and to help us to reach a little further in getting meaningful content out to the public service of Canada. Become a subscriber, share the episodes, rate our content, and write, and let us know what's on your mind. You can always reach me at Todd at todlines.ca or start a conversation with me or with your fellow listeners on the Toddcast group on GC Connects. Toddcast is planned, written, and technically produced using free and open-source software, handboard, Docuwiki. And Audacity running on Kubuntu Linux and Linux Mint XFCE edition. Software that is free as in cost, but more importantly, free as in freedom. This episode's theme music was Big White Limousine by Scott McLean and is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Toddcast content is free to use and share under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License because, like open source, Open content and open licensing makes the world a better place. I'm Todd Lyons. I'll see you online.